Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 20, Mosbius Designs. And this beautiful-looking piece of chocolate cake next to me is Jen, my co-host. Hey, everybody. I don't have really much news to share or lists or anything, but we do have a new listener who wrote in to say hello, so I want to share that. We have another Danielle email ringing in on this show for the end of the episode, and that's it. Do you have anything to share beforehand? Um, I just put my phone on the charger on another floor, so I don't have the article ready at hand, but I did read something the other day that said the house that they eventually build on This Is Us, like the when they redo the cabin, like in the future, like the flash forwards mm-hmm. into the future, that's actually Allison Hannigan's house. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's the only little bit of fun facts I have for today. I was looking up fun facts after I saw the episode and took my notes. My first note is that Lily comes into the bar and joins the gang at McLaren's and, of course, is covering her pregnant stomach. What I didn't notice the entire time I watched the episode is that Kobe Smolders was extremely pregnant during this episode. And they didn't do as much as you would think they would to hide it. No. (laughs) There's a couple times she came out where it was just bulging out. Yeah, I mean, she had on, like, very flowy shirts the whole episode, and, and like, every once in a while a there'd times. be, like, a strategically placed lamp or purse or something, but, yeah, I feel like they weren't, I think at this point they were like, eh, they're both pregnant, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we would see, like, little tidbits of Allison Hannigan's pregnancy, like, here and there, but it was, like, all episode for Robin. Right. And for someone that they have bed hopping. <laughs> hey, pregnant women can get some, too. Oh, Sure. They want it more than anybody else, I think. Isn't it that one of the things of pregnancy you're in I'm the mood? Sure, it's different for everyone. You're thirsty? Depending on how pregnant you are. I don't know. I haven't been pregnant in a while. Her <laughs> <laughs> kid's almost eight. No comment. <laughs> I will now read the email from our new listener. Her name's Anna. She hey, says, Anna. Hey, guys. I'm Anna. And I'm a new listener. Well, we kind of covered that already, Anna. I'm sad that I'm almost to the new episodes you're releasing now because I can't binge listen anymore. Frowny face. But thank you for making a podcast about one of my favorite shows. I love listening. You guys help me get through the workday and the days with awful traffic. Steve, you have inspired me to do my own rankings. I love to make lists, and I'm going to add rankings as a new challenge for me. And Jen, I swear your laugh is so infectious. Aw, thank you. I'll be smiling and laughing to myself under my mask as I listen to you. You guys are killing it. Thanks for making the podcast. Five stars. Yay. Thank you, Anna. That's thank so you, Anna. very nice. Yeah, that really was a... Uh, really appreciate really your bright, feedback. brightened our week. Boy, these messages coming in are really starting to snowball now. <laughs> yeah, two. Two. Yes. Okay, let's jump in. As I was going to mention, Lily joins the gang at McLaren's. And they are talking about a joke that Barney just told and debating whether or not Lily would enjoy it. Lily insists on hearing it. And they're all giggling like the boys think this is just the funniest joke they've ever heard. Right. So we get the setup for what's the difference between peanut butter and jam. We are not going to say the punchline on this (laughs) podcast, but I did find a child-friendly version. I saw that too. (laughs) You want to say it? You can't peanut butter... Your finger in the car door. Yes. So think of a much, much worse version of that. Of where you could jam something. And that's the punchline. If you're really so inclined, it's very easily found on Go- if you Google it. Or I think it's on IMDb. So. 
Yeah, it's a dirty joke. It's not a funny joke. No, it's not funny at all. It's actually quite terrible. And the boys all think it's very funny, and Lily. She just says, <laughs> "I can't hang out with you all anymore." Or no, I can't hang out with you anymore, specifically right. to Barney. <laughs> yeah, she's saying goodbye to Barney. But this was all, of course, a setup for Allison Hannigan to take a four-week maternity leave break. Four weeks? Is that it? That's crazy. That's what the trivia said. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that's, yeah, I did read that too, but that is not a long enough to turn I don't break. remember if she comes back next episode or. Actually, I think this is the end of the season, so. Well, there's four more episodes, though. Right, so she probably doesn't. Maybe she comes back at the beginning of next season, which I guess could still be four months, because when this was like April that this aired. Well, so I don't know when it was filmed. Anyway. Well, next week's episode is the three day rule. That's the one where Ted meets somebody and then they're trying to convince him not to text her right yeah. away. No, I think Lily's gone for a few episodes. Okay. I think you're right. I just couldn't yeah. remember. I just don't remember she comes back at the end of this season or the beginning of next. I think it would probably make sense if she doesn't come back to the beginning of next season, but we'll figure it out. We jump to the apartment and we get introduced to the fact that Ted is now working from the apartment. He has realized his lifelong dream of starting his own architecture firm. Has he? <laughs> like, he says he has, but essentially he's just sitting at his apartment. He seems to be kind of getting everything done and set up except for actually finding clients, right. which so is the sales stuff, which, as most people will tell you, is the hardest part. <laughs> and you need somebody that's a strong professional to really get that moving. Do you want me to submit your resume to Mosby's Designs? Mm-hmm. I don't get why he doesn't just do Mosby Designs. Maybe it's not as funny. Because I read something. It was like a play on Mobius. which Now I forget what that is. <laughs> like a math thing, maybe? As in the Owen Wilson character in... <laughs> no, look it up. It's like Mobius Strip or something. What's, what's, what's the... Lo- Loki. Oh, as in the Owen Wilson character in Loki? So, I won't look it up right now. But anyway, that's what I had read in some of the trivia that that's supposedly what it was based on. Robin enters very pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And Ted thanks her for being cool about him working out of there. She says, you know, anything you need. Then she turns on the TV. Ted asks her very politely not to watch TV during business hours. And she yells, this isn't working. (laughs) Which was a nice turnaround. (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of on her side. She has wacky hours. Get a TV in your room. I don't know. That would be tough. Eh, Ted can work in his bedroom. No, I doubt it. If it's New York City, <laughs> that's the, that would be a very We've tiny bedroom. bedroom. We have, and it's probably extremely small and not, you wouldn't be able to work out of it. I get it. That's a, that's a tough negotiation. That being said. Yeah, and we're under the impression that this is like day one. So <laughs> this hasn't really been going on a while. Robin kind of goes after him here for procrastinating. That he's been spending the last two days. Oh, okay. So I guess it's not day one. Never mind. <laughs> he's been the last two days choosing the official pen of most piece designs. And then it sounds like he didn't actually do it. He's made some progress, eliminating felt tip. Oh, who am I kidding? Felt's back in the ball game. I don't like felt tip. But I really like the way he delivers that line. <laughs> yeah. It's really well done. <laughs> we skip over to GNB, and Barney and Marshall there talking about layoffs. Barney is bulletproof there because he has all the secrets. 
But Marshall's not, and Barney's convincing them that he needs a thing, something that makes him likable. He points out that, that there's a colleague of theirs named Marcus Danisco who became fun and well-liked by bringing food in. We will later know Marcus Danisco as uh, fake Jenkins. <laughs> the guy Lily imagines Pictures, to be Jenkins. That they all imagine to be Jenkins, except for, of course, Barney and Marshall, who knows that Jenkins, Jenkins is a hot woman. Right, so Marcus becomes food guy. I like when he, Marcus's first attempt, he's bringing in donuts, and he's kind of down on himself. He says, I brought some donuts. They're probably stupid. <laughs> but then eventually he's, like, cooking his own food, like pulled pork. Panasco or he, something like that. Yeah, pa- panacetta. Oh, panchetta. That's it. They like him because he always has the food. <laughs> right. Then they talk about Toy Guy, who has... I don't know why he has Barney and Marshall as a pairing in his <laughs> office to talk about overtime. Right. They don't seem to be anywhere in... In the same department. Yeah. Marshall's in the legal department. Barney's just the guy that signs things that no one wants to know about. Yeah, it's unclear, but they're going to talk about it while wearing Wolverine claws. And everyone... That did look kind of fun. It did look... Well, Barney and Marshall are clearly not listening. They're just fighting each other with the claws as the guy reads. Hey, the guy's (laughs) just got to read it. They don't have to actually understand or know it. (laughs) Right. There's a YouTube clip guy. And then we come around to, you know, don't just choose anything. Be careful or else you might end up like creepy back rub guy. Now, creepy back rub guy is not doing that to have a solid place in the office. He's doing it because he wants to be creepy. This is your own personal opinion? Oh, yes. or yes. <laughs> no, creepy back rub guy exists in too many scenarios. Like, this isn't him trying to not get laid off. What do you mean by too many scenarios? You mean You've never many... worked in an office with creepy back rub guy? I wish. Oh, I've worked I in an never office get with creepy back, back rub guy. It's been a long time, but you I have worked in that office, yes. You've you not revealed your run-ins with creepy back rub guy. I will tell you who it is. You know who it is. Or you have met this person before. Okay. Well, clearly it's someone from Pennsylvania, right? Because yeah. I haven't met any of your coworkers. Or did I, did I go to something? Yeah, you met someone. Did I go? There was a Christmas thing mm-hmm. a few years ago that I, we did go to. God, I barely can remember that. Yeah. But that was the last job. That wasn't even, I don't think you've met anybody from my new job. That I've had for six years. <laughs> okay, I think I know who it was. It's probably easy to guess. Yeah. All right. But creepy back row guy is Douglas. This, it is kind of a strange scene between him and Marshall. Marshall's sort of closing his eyes. It's almost hard to tell whether Marshall's enjoying it or not. We find out later on he did enjoy one of these. But this one he doesn't seem to. and He wasn't tense before, but he is now. Yeah. And then Barney's kind of laughing at him, and we get a very ominous... From Douglas, you're next. (laughs) So Robin enters the apartment, and we have a random young man sitting at a desk, welcoming her to Mosbius Designs. This is PJ. So as Robin's trying to ask Ted what's going on, PJ interrupts her, reprimands her, that we do not interrupt Mr. Mosby during his brainstorming hour. And then we get (laughs) an intercom conversation between Ted and PJ. (laughs) They're two feet away from each other. It's okay, she lives here. Robin kind of yells at them about, you're right there. This is so silly, but it's good. Yeah. Agreed. Silly, but funny. We're at McLaren's. Robin's pointing out to the group so that Ted now has an assistant to help him not do anything. Uh, According to Ted, he's actually been a huge help. He's designing the website. And Ted's mentoring a bright young mind. (laughs) We get a flashback of this mentoring, which is Ted telling PJ to 
Put his hands on buildings. Feel the concrete pulse. Listen to the stories the stones are telling you. I don't... F- oh, and tri- pick up his And pick up my dry cleaning. <laughs> I don't get the impression during any of this or get a sense that PJ's actually studying to be an architect. Because he ends up working at right. GMB. It seems like maybe he's just sort of an office assistant or uh, you could call him an office manager. But he really doesn't need to be learning about architecture if that's not what he's studying to do. Excellent point. <laughs> I like Robin's putting her head on the table and telling Ted that the table is telling her that he's a douche. <laughs> Robin goes back to that this is all just another version of procrastination. Okay. And we get, you know, the theme from Ted that, you know, he just, you know, he's worried about it. He wants everything to be perfect. You know, he's not quite ready to, to launch the company yet. So Barney's going to stick up for Ted here and say that PJ should be there as long as Ted thinks he needs PJ until Barney finds out that PJ is a man. And then we get a long speech from Barney about how disappointed he is in Ted. I won't really go into it. I did kind of like the idea that Barney sent PJ a confusing card (laughs) in the mail with a garment that he should wear for three days and then mail back to him. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) All right. And then I really like this next exchange at GMB between Marshall and Barney. Can we read it together? You'll be Marshall. Okay. I thought of a thing to make me more essential here. I'm eco guy, because everybody loves a guy who recycles, right? Fire. What else you got? I thought of a few others. Wacky tie guy? Fire. Daily fun fact guy? Did you know that you're fired? I know a good stretch for that guy? Downward facing fired. Monty Python guy? We are the knights who say you're fired. (laughs) And because I made Jen watch... Monty Python, The Holy Grail, about a month ago, she now really understands that last joke. And it's still just as stupid as when I didn't understand it. It actually makes less sense now, because why was that funny? What, the Knights Who Say Me? Yes. I'm not sure, actually, to be honest. It doesn't make any sense. I want to stick up for that. But it's just, the whole point of Monty Python is it's just silly. (laughs) It's just a lot of silly jokes. Okay. Them (laughs) hopping around, not on horses, but with someone that's that's making funny noises. But the whole Knights Who Say Me thing just... And the bunny. That seems like a, a joke Tyler would make that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, the bunny was pretty funny, actually. I liked the bunny. Marshall suggests that maybe because he did a fantasy baseball league back in law school, he does it here. Barney agrees that's a good idea. Marshall dubs himself fantasy guy, but... <laughs> There's already a fantasy guy, and we see a guy walking by with a wizard cloak, or I assume is <laughs> a wizard cloak and a staff. So, Marshall will be sports Frank. guy. What's up, Rose? We're back at the apartment. Ted's getting a call from PJ. We're only hearing Ted's side of the phone call. Apparently, PJ's calling from the top of the Empire State Building. (laughs) Ted says, listen to the old gal. She's got some stories to tell. Take all the time you need. (laughs) And then he looks at his phone and realizes it says, Ted Mosby home. Which which is sort of a strange thing, is it? (laughs) You're about to say. I'm very confused as to why he labeled his home number with his name. Yeah, I think they did it this way to clarify that it's his own home, but he I think it would have made sense if he was just saying home. Wait right. a second. Right. And why is PJ calling him from their landline? Yeah. <laughs> like that's it's, it's very prob- suspicious. He probably had a cell phone of his own. Yes. 
that would have been the smarter move. But and clearly, we get the... I, I do like that Robin's probably feeding him this line of tell him you're at the top of the Empire State <laughs> yeah. Building, knowing that that would really su- knowing that that would really sink Ted into this idea. Right, but I think yeah, this is all a setup. For a horror movie joke. Yes, for the the call is coming from inside the house joke. So that's... I mean, he... <laughs> comes from sort of an urban legend of a babysitter getting a call, uh, harassing her, or trying to scare her, and she calls the police, and the police say that the call, they trace the call, it's coming from inside the house. Right. This has actually been used in a lot of movies, but I think it's most well known from a movie called When a Stranger Calls, from the 70s. So, Ted <laughs> goes into Robin's room and sees... PJ on top of Robin. <laughs> That's not the Empire State Building. Sort of a weird line delivery, the way he says it. <laughs> but I like it because he said he was on top of the Empire State Building. And he said he's on top of Robin. Uh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> That's not the Empire State Building. He sort of said it like a little kid or something. I'm not sure. Right. Well, and then I was reading in the trivia. I didn't necessarily pick up on this. Watching it, that you know, whatever episode it was where they're all talking about their first times. Like, the Empire State Building has been used as, like, the metaphor for sex. That's true. Yeah, Marshall and Lily were talking about, you know, splashing in the shallow end. We we could use that as a callback. Mm Mm-hmm. Robin explains how this all went down. So, apparently, at lunch, Ted always goes on wisdom walks. (laughs) And there's a flashback to him going on a wisdom walk, and after he leaves... First, Robin hazes PJ a little bit for kissing up to Ted and then realizes that the bathroom's locked, which is <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> did did PJ put an extra lock on the bathroom or yeah, did Ted have it done? I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, visitors need to sign in for the bathroom key. And he's got like one of those you know, gas station-esque keys. <laughs> yeah, it even has like the thing on it so that you don't take it <laughs> home with you. And I get what they're doing here. They're trying to set up this theme of this is supposed to be a real office at this point. Right. But this is just, this is hilarious, but it's so ridiculous. Right. And for some reason, this dynamic is working for Robin. And I'm as, well, I'm as mad as Robin is that someone would put a lock on a bathroom in my house without asking. And yeah, but then Treat she... me like I don't live there. So I like her, listen, Peach. And you think she's really going to come down on him. She's almost threatening him. And he stands up to her. Right. He says, I'm telling you, <laughs> I like this exchange. Are you telling me that I can't go to the bathroom in my apartment? I am telling you that you need to ask permission to use the bathroom in my office. And this is working for Robin. Yeah. Somehow this. <laughs> Why is that so hot? <laughs> and then they kiss. Ted's wondering why she had to sleep with him. Robin regales him with the tales of you know how hard it is for her to meet guys right now. She gets done working at 530 in the morning. And we get... A little montage of some dates. <laughs> a guy with some dirty hands uh, that delivers new newspapers. I like how he says, I'll wash them before I handle your business. <laughs> right. There's a weird guy that's in a cuddle club that lives with his mom. And then, uh, and then you know, fantasy guy. <laughs> fantasy guy shows up. Who's kind of anxious to get it in. Yeah, fantasy guy is not one for small talk, apparently. So Ted said that this is distracting PJ, killing his productivity. And Robin argues back that there has been no productivity. Ted still talks about how they're kind of setting everything up, and um, he's still trying to figure out what trust games they're going to play at the corporate retreat, which is going to be him and PJ going camping on the roof. I really like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good visual. We're back at GMB, and 
Marshall's having a real tough time with this sports league. It's keeping him really busy, lots of trades, lots of money coming through. Apparently he has 18000 in cash from one day. Why are they doing this in cash? Like PayPal was a thing back then? or <laughs> Seems like a weird thing to be doing via cash. I don't know. I guess just for the sight gag of Marshall walking down the street scared with $18,000 in his pocket. <laughs> right. Do you want to mention anything about Marshall on the street? I don't, but like backing up to, um, you know, more people are kind of giving him money, and we see Toy Guy walking by with his Wolverine claws with hot dogs on them. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Which I enjoyed. So yeah, Marshall is taking $18,000 in cash home um, and just freaks out, you know, thinks a baby's onto him because babies can smell money, and then he just runs away after screaming, I'm carrying a lot of money. Yeah. We're at, I guess, McLaren's, I didn't write this yeah, down, but... McLaren's. Marshall's asking Ted about how it's going at Mosby's designs. And Ted said it's good until Robin started banging my assistant. And then this is the one line that I always remember from this episode. Robin <laughs> says, it's our apartment, okay? You leave a big ch- big chocolate cake on the counter, Mama's going to cut her off a slice. <laughs> <laughs> I tip my cap to whoever wrote that line. <laughs> That's really good. So Barney's really mad about this. He goes on another rant, storms off, and then needs Marshall to storm off with him. Within it, yeah, that's a good line of, I need you, that's not enough. It's sort of like hanging up twice on Crazy Willie. <laughs> right. Um, and Marshall does a good, like, stomp and then, <laughs> like, leave. But within Barney's speech, he reveals, you know, his affection for Robin. She's the greatest woman on the planet. Robin just sort of medium reacts to that. She right. doesn't seem to really take that in that he's saying this. Right. Marshall's questioning why, you know, Barney's so upset about this, and you know, he he talks around it. You know, he loves Ted having sex with women, and he's very dedicated as a wig man. He wants to say more, but Lily's not there, and that's who he would share this with. Right. Yeah. He wants Marshall to get Lily to talk to him again, and she's still pretty mad about the joke, so she's probably not going to. <laughs> we got a little, like, little monologue from Marshall about the joke. Torn our little group apart. Pitted people I love against each other. Wish that joke had never come into our lives. They were being very dramatic. <laughs> and then they both start laughing about the joke anyway. We're back at the apartment. Ted's approaching PJ about the brochures that PJ designed instead of having anything having to do with his designs on the cover. It's a picture of PJ and Robin together. And Ted points out that PJ's not doing his job, and he's firing him. But before he fires him, he lets him know that you know, he missed the corporate retreat, and Ted saw a shooting star. Hmm. <laughs> so he really stopped. <laughs> so as soon as PJ accepts being fired, he says, fine, and he calls up Robin. Hey, baby, I got fired. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait for you at your place. And just sits down and starts watching Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> right. The next scene is PJ and Robin on the couch, and PJ's being all kissy face with Robin. You don't have to know very much about Robin to know that she will not like this. <laughs> yeah, she's very, very begrudgingly tolerating this for some reason. <laughs> and then Ted's there, please stop, as he's trying to work. <laughs> Which is a good callback. PJ goes to the bathroom. Um, Ted correctly calls out that she's already sick of him. She says that when PJ had a job, he was sexy. He was guardian of the bathroom key. A hot guy telling you when you can and can't pee. That's the dream. That's the dream? <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know how, if we've had many that's the dreams yet. I think we've had a, one or two. Right. And sometimes... <laughs> this is probably lowest on one the, the list. One of the least realistic ones. 
PJ comes back with, I still have to go a little bit, but I couldn't be away from you any longer. Ugh. <laughs> Which is just so ridiculous. We, we know these people. <laughs> We've interacted with these people. Uh, why don't you and I do Robin and PJ in the breakup? I'll be PJ. Yes. <laughs> so I'll start back with, I still have to go a little bit, but I couldn't be away from you any longer. Listen, dude, I don't know. What? Yeah, it's just, it's not really ixnay, you know? Ixnay on what? Not feeling it. Not feeling what? But friends and stuff? (laughs) Ted points out that this is the worst breakup ever. (laughs) And that's when it clicks for PJ, (laughs) that this is a breakup. We're back at GMB, and we still see Marshall, Marshall struggling with the being of the sports guy. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Toy guy shoots him with a Nerf gun because he hasn't activated the shortstop from the Mariners. And as he's sitting there complaining, we get, we get another visit from creepy massage guy <laughs> as he's asking him to push a trade through. And this time, Marshall seems to like the massage. Yeah. Douglas he offers a stop, and Marshall says no. Right. So now that Robin and PJ are broken up, Ted decides to hire PJ back on. So we get a... A good turnaround of Robin going back into the apartment, seeing PJ back at the desk. Then you got to be kidding me. Ted entering the apartment, PJ and Robin are kissing again. He says, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> right. And then Marshall relays to Barney that Robin and PJ are a thing again. And we get a, you got to be kidding me from Barney. And then we get the back and forth with Marshall and Barney, where Marshall reveals to Barney that he already knows that Barney's in love with Robin. Lily told him, we do get a slow, I'm, wait for it, in, wait for it, love. I don't know, it was kind of funny. I, I could have done without that. Right. So Barney's worried they've been kind of laughing at him, but Marshall says, you know, he thinks, him and Lily think that they kind of work. Yeah, they even sometimes sit on the same side of the booth, so those two will have, have to sit together. Barney thinks that's really sweet. He misses her when she's not around. And then he's kind of describing what he, how he thinks about her all the time. He imagines, <laughs> he imagines them one day running towards each other in slow motion and wearing a brown suede vest. It's very specific. But he'll never tell her how he feels. But he does want to get rid of PJ. And they come up with a way to do that. Yeah, well, at first, Bernie's thinking, that, you know, he's not going to be able to come up with anything. Like, this is Lily's domain. Liz- She's a diabolical puppet master. Right. Subtly manipulating every situation to get exactly what she wants. But come to find out, Marshall's got some tricks up his sleeve, too. We're back at the apartment. This is a very fast scene of PJ leaving them. Right. Ted wants him to go out on a wisdom walk. Robin wants to play the bathroom key game again. And then PJ says he's leaving. (laughs) He has a letter and some flowers. Gives a letter to Robin and flowers to Ted. It was a strange bit of detail (laughs) for that scene. We're back to GMB. Everyone's yelling at Marshall. Come to find out, they're actually yelling at PJ. Right. So they hired PJ as an intern or whatever. Paralegal. Oh, that's right, paralegal. (laughs) And so he's taking on all the the work that Marshall had to do. But somehow I guess this doesn't hurt Marshall's being sports guy. Yeah, Marshall still gets to be sports guy, but PJ does all the work, so it's win-win for Marshall. Back at the apartment and Ted opens up to Robin about his concerns that he's going to miss something big and cause a dangerous building situation. 
but Robin talks him through it. So for some reason, like, this is what sticks with me from this episode. Like, I don't know why, but the story of, like, the architect that forgot to account for the books. I think I read that this is an old architecture story or like legend. Like urban legend, but... But never actually happened. Yeah. But for some reason, this is what I always think of with this episode. Or this, like, little tidbit has stuck with me. So then, based on Robin's inspirational talk, he makes his first call to a client, but it's actually really calling Robin. She says he sounds great, now I should call a client. And then we get our final scene at GMB with Barty and Marshall sitting in the in the conference room again, and they're seeing some of the different guys walk by and saying hi. Hey, food guy. Hey, toy guy. And then we see a ninja. With a sword. Full, with a sword and full ninja outfit. Uh, Marshall wants to know who's that guy, and Barney says he doesn't work here. I think we should leave the building. This has happened before. <laughs> Which is, I, you know, pretty decent ending. Yeah, I, I like that. I don't mind it. Again, just pure ridiculous silliness, but... Mm-hmm. Okay, where do you think I rank this? Oh, let's see. 85. No, much higher, actually. 61. Okay. So if we look at 61, that puts it right in between Return of the Shirt, or behind Return of the Shirt, but ahead of the Scorpion and the Toad. So it's in good company there. And I gotta go, as my favorite joke, the chocolate cake line. That one, that's the one I always remember, and it makes me laugh every time. I think I'm gonna go with Robin's terrible breakup. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good scene. With the ninja as a close second. I th- Really? You like the ninja that much? I did like the ninja. Oh, okay. <laughs> With my least favorite line, I think it's going to be Marshall's guy and a half comment. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually thought that was kind of funny. Um, I think mine will be Barney's, like, taking forever. The I'm wait for it in wait for it. But, you know, this, this episode didn't have a ton of bad jokes. Like, actually, I had to stretch to call that one the worst joke. Like, it didn't have a million great ones, but... Not a lot of bad ones. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read Danielle's comments about this episode. She says, hey, guys. Hey, Danielle. Oh, no, I'm seeing more myself and Ted Mosby every episode. (laughs) I want to write a TV show and find it hard to write because I want it to be perfect and make a positive impact. I didn't know that was an aspiration of hers. No, that's awesome, Danielle. This episode was okay. I like the side quest Marshall and Barney went on. I didn't realize how much money went into a fantasy football. I could not handle that. I get nervous just depositing anything over $20. See, that's why they got to do it all via Venmo. My favorite joke was when the ninja that walked by. I forgot (laughs) that happened and laughed out loud, but Lily leaving after hearing the punchline was funny. I guess the worst joke would have to be the intern getting fired than watching TV on the couch. It just didn't land. Oh, I I like that one. Yeah, I like that one too. Although her having aspirations about a TV show puts more perspective on her comments last week about how... Um, she didn't like the way they wrapped up the fight between Marshall and Lily. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, maybe that's what she's studying. And so that makes yeah, more Danielle, sense Yeah, let us me. know what you're going to college for. And that's all we have. Yeah, short episode this week. Next week is three-day rule. That's a really good one. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> I can't remember if there's a story outside of the whole Ted thing and them pretend, the guy's pretending to be the girl so that he doesn't text the girl. A little texty text. <laughs> Oh, it's, I forget the guy's name, but remember they get the help from the guy with a very deep baritone voice that sounds like Barry White at the bar. He's like telling him what to write to Ted. <laughs> yeah. And I think like Robin goes Robin out with him, him in the end. 
And I guess we don't get any Lily. So that's probably the... Maybe it's a solo story that's unusual to have just one story. Yeah, I think Robin might flit in and out of it. But yeah, that might be the main... Well, we'll find out. Okay, tell folks how they can reach us and find us. You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com. Email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. On Twitter, at RunkleRecaps. And on Instagram, underscore, how I met your podcast, underscore. And I now have to finish putting locks on all our bathrooms so that Jen can live out her dream. <laughs> Until next week, Still everyone. Still not my dream. Bye. <laughs>